0: Hello, For The Girl Podcast. What is up? I feel like it has been some time since even I've been on the podcast. And I'm happy to be here in this moment. This is going to be our last podcast episode of 2023. Wow. It's coming to an end. It's sad. It is sad. And but exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting. We're What's
1: of- really different about a new calendar year, you know?
0: You know, I think all that's different is the joy that the comes mindset. from Christmas. And then the week that most people get off and you just are ready to conquer.
1: It's really a social construct. You know
0: what's really different about our year is that we will have a child.
1: Whoa. Not
0: in January, but in 2024.
1: And how much does that relate to the podcast?
0: I mean, I you just asked what is different about the that, new that's year. A, that's a really good so point. So that's why I said it.
1: In my head, I was thinking about what's really different about the podcast in the new year, but I didn't clarify oh. that.
0: Oh, well, what will be different is this is our last marriage episode. This is our last for the both of us, and we maybe have saved the best for last.
1: That's right. Well, no offense to the guests that Ken's and Josh had and all the great content that they created, but...
0: And even our other guests <laughs> that we had.
1: <laughs> Especially our other guests. Um, but no Dee and Kim they are they're amazing
0: they are amazing and uh, they they kind of act as our mentor couple in our life and Dee actually was a part of officiating our wedding which is really cool yeah so he stood up there with us as we made our vows to one another pretty awesome I have a great photo I need to post it on Instagram
1: yep yeah so Mac's father is a pastor and so we wanted him to officiate the wedding of course he's also mac's father so he walked mac down the aisle and d co-officiated so he stood up there with me he kicked off the service did the initial intro and then kind of passed the baton yeah um to to chuck it was really it was really cool i actually really liked that we had it was like we kind of like to be different we had two officiants which is hilarious
0: there's this cute photo of like our first kiss at the altar and d is like standing behind us <laughs> just smiling yeah this
1: this photo that will be etched in our marriage history d is right there and and we love that we like, love it <laughs> yeah sweet. some
0: people are like they want the officiant to step out of to the way him.
1: no we are we so glad them. d is in that picture
0: yeah and then his wife kim is incredible seriously I'm so happy we did this podcast episode because every time we hang out with Dee and Kim, I wish that I had, like, taken notes. Yeah. I wish that I had, like, recorded exactly what they said. And so this is a dream come true for us to have, like, an hour recording of a conversation with them. That's right. So I think it's going to be an amazing episode. We talk about all things kind of spirituality. What does it look like to go deeper spiritually with your spouse in your marriage. And like we've said, we've just learned so, so, so much from Dee and Kim.
1: Yeah. You know, they bring a unique perspective. They've been married over a decade. They have five kids. Dee is a business owner. He owns a barbershop right here in Matthews, actually across the street from our house. They are a they're people of color. They're, they're a black family. And so we actually really... You know, that was something that I wanted to uniquely seek out is close relationship with people that did not look like us. And Mm -hmm. that's something that uh, they are actually very passionate about as well. They embrace that. And the one thing that's cool, I heard this about him before I ever started getting my hair cut by him, was that he would host... um, forums here in the community for black and white and Hispanic people to come together and have conversations. It was in the, in the wake of uh, George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd and just wanting to start conversations, he had very close relationships with the police force here in Matthews, which, you know, was predominantly white. And so he was inviting them into his barbershop, inviting uh, friends from his community and man it just like had open and honest raw conversations and he was kind of the glue to it all and i just i remember hearing that and going that's that's a guy that i just Mm -hmm. want to be around as much as i possibly can as you know a young white man you know i want to learn as much as i possibly can from this person and not only does he have wisdom to offer he's just a He's just a good man, you know, mm-hmm. in every sense of the form. He's a great husband. He's a great father. Uh, he's a great member of the community, regardless of what his skin color is. You know, mm-hmm. he just is a great person. And so yeah. Um, yeah. you hear that. And then not only that, his wife yes. is probably his better half. <laughs> uh, yeah. he is, that is the crown jewel of their family. Yeah. She is. She's, amazing. she's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, she really is. And they have five kids, which you'll hear them talk a lot about parenting and things like that as well. But five kids, and they manage to still find time to invest in Tyler and I and to hang out with us and just to speak so much life into us. Kim is just the best encourager. She showed up for me in so many cool, sweet moments. And she carries so, so, so much wisdom. Like I said, I just want to take notes. I wish I had every conversation we've ever had recorded. And it is just such a treat and such an honor to get to share two of our favorite people in the world with you all today. It really is such an incredible episode. And I'm thinking you should take notes, (laughs) not on anything Tyler and I say, but everything that Dee and Kim say, because they are that amazing. And so I think without further ado, should we jump in?
1: If I were them, I have already skipped forward.
0: I know, seriously. Well, let's get into it. This is our conversation with Dee and Kim Scott. Okay, for the girl, we are so, so excited about the two guests that we have with us today. I mean, this is such a treat for Tyler and I because we've, we've already said a lot about them in the introduction, but these are two people who have had probably one of the biggest impacts on our marriage and it's really just so sweet and fun how we got connected with them and we're really really excited so Dean and Kim thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank Thank you. For having oh my goodness this is like a dream come true and uh, I thought we should kick it off but I feel like it's a great story of how we got connected and the story really starts with Tyler so I'm gonna let Tyler kick it off and then if we miss any details, y'all add it in there too. <laughs>
2: That's
1: right. So D, fun fact, owns a barbershop a hundred yards from where we're sitting. We're recording this at our kitchen table and he owns the barbershop across the street practically. When I first moved to Charlotte, you know, I'm, all things are new, including where you get your haircut, right? And Max... Dad, my father-in-law, it, he's a he's a pastor also at the the church across the street. It really sounds like we live in a town of 500 people. Yeah, it does. Um, but no, he he pastors the church across the street. Also, would go to Dee's Barbershop. and so I, I was familiar with this. But one day, I just I showed up to Dee's Barbershop. I didn't have an appointment. That's I, right. I needed a haircut. That's right. Uh, I figured I would just pop in and it was actually at close. you had exactly. just recently closed the shop exactly right. and uh I think you were you might have been the only one in there there. I think you had you had just finished up your last cut of the day yeah. and you know it was just one of those i don't it was just like one of those like mm. you know soul heart soul moments you know it's like you were supposed to meet this person <laughs> and I just go, all right, I need to get my hair cut uh, you know i need to I need to spend time with this guy so I don't remember how long it was between then and the first time I had I showed up for my haircut. But I just remember, you know, I usually in, in Cincinnati, you know, I'd go to sports clips, right? You go to sports clips, you get a haircut, you leave. Yeah. When I sat down in the chair uh, to get my haircut idea for the very first time, <clears throat> I just remember coming home and feeling like I would spent time with Jesus. <laughs> and I and I say that kind of jokingly, but I really, I mean, I think uh, Mac I said her. I was glowing when I came. He to the door. was
0: glowing. I, I was like, did you just meet the love of your life? What is going on?
1: You know, I really, I do va- I value getting around people, yeah. especially older than me, that that I respect and that I can learn from. And I just, you know, again, I was in a new city and I had lost and I had left any mentor that I had. I'd left really any like, um, you know, spiritual figure of any sorts. And, and I just remember going, gosh, like this is my guy. Like this is, this is my guy. And, um, you know, one thing that's cool about Dee and his work is he, you know, he is a barber, yet there's so much intentionality behind what he does. He's not just a barber. He, I, I think he told me the first time I was there, he was like truly like a pastor standing behind a chair mm-hmm. in a barbershop. And uh, I just felt, that's what I felt the first time I, I got my hair cut by him was that I was being ministered to and mm-hmm. um, someone that could see into my heart and speak the things that I needed to hear. So it was like, all right, here we go. And the um, cool thing about D is he opens up about his life. And so I quickly learned about his lovely Brad Kim, who's sitting here with mm. us. And <laughs> um, they have a beautiful family. And I just, you know, I, I had moved to Charlotte to get engaged to Mac to be married. And I just knew we have to spend as much time as we can around them too. And that was the, the beginning of, yeah. of our relationship. So. Yeah.
0: So good. So good. I love it. And I love that uh, the first time, it's really funny because the first time that I met you guys we had already decided that you guys were going to invest in our marriage, (laughs) which I love. Like Tyler was so, and you guys said yes before you met me. Absolutely. And uh, my favorite thing is that our first outing together was at an Outback Steakhouse, which the For the Girl listeners know that like that is my favorite (laughs) restaurant. So it was even perfect. It was meant to be. Yeah, it was just, it was so perfect. So uh, you guys are going to hear a lot more about just this amazing couple. And I'm so excited for you guys to share. So, we want to start this off by y'all sharing your story mm-hmm. of how you met and how you guys fell in love. How did Dee and Kim come together?
3: <laughs> he stopped me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um. gosh, it's what, 17 years? 17 years ago. 17 years ago, we both were attending the same church. Mm-hmm. And at that time in my life, I was like, you know, God, if this is your will for me to get married... I release my heart to you, and when you're ready to release my heart to the one you have for me, so be it. And so we were actually volunteering at a outreach event, and I was walking with my friend to her car, leaving the event, and I actually caught my eye and saw D. And I told my friend, oh, he goes to our church, let me go speak to him. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and literally, it was like, magnetic it was like he was coming my way and we was like literally walking towards each other and we hugged and I said hey I said you go to church and he was like yeah and I said my name is Kim and he said I know (laughs) (laughs) and so for me I was like what is this God is this somebody I need to kind of you know stay away from (laughs) or is this somebody that you know is like okay is this the one and so that night, um, we hugged, and we talked, and um, he actually walked me to my car. Such a gentleman, still is today. And one of the things that he was impressed with was that my car was clean. <laughs> he, was like, right
2: he, he was like, your
3: car is really clean. And That's I was true. like, you know, so that was my first baby, and so I kept her clean. <laughs> um, but anyway... I asked him, I said, do you want to ride to your car? And he's like, no, I can walk. I said, no, let me take you to your car. And um, so I did. Him being a gentleman that he is um, as well, he was like, hey, um, let me get you to the main highway so that you are safe and all of that stuff. And so he literally took me this way. And then he told me, call him when I got home. And that's what we did. Yeah. Am I am I right? Or you... Yeah, but you're missing some very, Whoa. very, Whoa. What am I missing? Some
4: very key details. That but you were a I, stalker? I think we you have, have to let everybody know <laughs> the truth. So before um that that day, this had to be January of that year. Mm-hmm. And at the church that we was attending at the time, on first and third Sundays, I was working in the parking lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
4: Second and fourth Sundays, I was an usher and a greeter. So <laughs> yes. First and third Sundays, I made sure that she had a good parking space when yeah, she was put into the parking lot. He did. <laughs> and he then did. when I ushered and agreed, um on second and fourth, I would make sure okay, like, you know let me make sure she's not coming in with a guy. <laughs> let me make sure she's single. <laughs> and um, I knew where she sat, and I just really observed her for about about nine months. I did. Wow. Mm-hmm. I did. And, he uh, did. But I was I was exiting a, a bad relationship which it taught me what i didn't want Mm -hmm. so when i recognized a good thing i said you know what let me keep an eye on her (laughs) and uh and the rest is history
3: yeah i mean i think that night we talked for like four hours on the phone Mm -hmm. and at first it started really really slow I was like, this guy doesn't talk. And then, (laughs) but once we started talking about food and music and just what we were looking for and Mm -hmm. and God and and our relationship with Mm -hmm. God, it just blossomed into an amazing relationship. And um, Dee knew right away that I was the one. Mm -hmm. And... I think, what, in September? That was August when we officially, like, met. Mm-hmm. In September, he asked if he could court me and, and all of that good stuff. So we that's did awesome. that. And then, so that was August, then September, then May. Yep. That's when he proposed. Wow. <laughs> and then we did take some time. We took a year for our wedding, and um and we got married. So, you know, we've been married for 15 years. So. Yeah,
4: it's but one thing we did, too, um, she mentioned something about courting. We identified maybe three couples to hold us accountable
2: mm-hmm.
4: mm. uh, we said we need like an older couple somebody's been married 20 years plus yeah.
2: yes
4: we needed a younger couple and then somebody kind of somewhere in between and uh they they held us accountable you know any at any given moment if they wanted to call us and ask us any question about our relationship hmm. we was was open to that hmm. yeah and they literally walked us through the process and we're, we're big believers of premarital counseling yes and uh we we quickly got into premarital counseling and uh, we went through a, a 10-week process with that. Hmm. And uh, it just confirmed that, you know, this was the will of God for our lives is to be is to be married.
3: Oh, yeah. And, I, and also, too, just to kind of back up about, you said, when we fell in love, I was in a hard place dealing with a lot of my past stuff. But one of the things that I knew of D was when he accepted me anyway. Mm-hmm. And he told me, I remember that day, he said, I love you. Mm-hmm. And even though you may be here, I know God has a destiny and plan for you, and, um, it, and it's, it's making me, you know, want to cry now. But He truly showed me the true love of God. You know, He had that agape love for me, yeah. and He still does. You know, because I'm not perfect, but just for Him to be there for me and to love me through it and still be with me is, is amazing. So I'm definitely excited about our journey and staying married to my best friend. <laughs> wow. <Absolutely. laughs>
1: so if you don't know already why we're upset, <laughs> you're crazy, you're not listening. Um, so how old were you when you got married? 20,
3: 25.
1: 25. A no, no. couple of young people following Jesus yeah. and you know were very intentional from the outset about that of your relationship Mm -hmm. tell us about some of those so you you were intentionally even in the premarital you did premarital counseling tell us about some of those early days of marriage and what that was like as young people trying to follow Jesus being married just tell us about those early days and maybe even yeah. share some of the challenges we're as well. We're still young, right? Yeah, we're still <laughs> young. You guys
2: are. <laughs> Younger. No, I think y'all are. They are way cooler than us. So,
3: No, I mean, marriage in the beginning is so different mm. where we are today, you yeah. know. Um but one of the things that we definitely had to get used to was each other like d makes the bed i did it i <laughs> am um, the type to say hey i'm getting back in it What's the point of making it up? Don't tell Please don't tell my son that. But that's. <laughs> <laughs> um, then D is a roller of the toothpaste. And I'm not. Once it's like, I she can't get it, I squeeze it from the top. <laughs> so um, definitely having to get used to those things. But definitely in the beginning, it was really like so cool because it's like you coming home to your mm-hmm. best friend. Like if we said, hey, we want to go get dinner or hey, we want to take a trip, you know, we were very intentional about. Getting to know each other yeah. and I think really what for us uh, We've heard this saying before you marry you, know, you get married to date. We did that Yeah, you yeah. know, I think every every other weekend we were doing something yeah. if it wasn't going to see family or taking a quick trip to Charleston or going to Carowinds yeah. <laughs> It's like, right. you know stuff like that. We've... and
4: We would go to sporting events sometimes and get like the nosebleed seats on purpose yeah. And get like a boss of like Bojang and just sit there and just, <laughs> and just share and just talk. Yeah. yeah. But just being real, real spontaneous. Um, those are things that we did early in our marriage and we invested in each other a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot.
3: We did. We really did. Um, yeah. I think that was really necessary for us. Yeah. And I don't want to like put a time on it, like, oh, wait three months or six months or two. You do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But for us, we really just whatever the time God was giving us in that beginning part, we we really embraced it. And And I feel um, like what
4: God was doing in that process as well, he was tying us closer together. mm -hmm. We didn't even really realize it. You know, sometimes when you're on a journey with God, you don't really feel him moving mm -hmm. in you. It's almost like being in an elevator. You know you're elevating, but you don't know, like you can't feel the the movement of it. And I feel like that's what God was doing, really just preparing us for where we are currently and and where we're going in the future. So
3: yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot of learning lessons there too. Um, like I said, just learning how to adjust with being with the person, you know, like their breath does stink, you know. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. you know it's like, you know, dealing with those different things or um like I said, as simple as Okay, am I going to conform to this person's yeah. way or am I going to conform but the also the cool part was we actually got to figure out what it is that we want to do together. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. more conformed on his side of making the bit more not every day, but <laughs> but it's just things like that that was really cool in in learning with each other
2: on yeah. that. Yeah. Oh so good.
3: Yeah, I remember from one of
0: our dinners that we've had with you guys where we talked about marriage, you told us, because you guys are people with, you You have a lot of output in your life. I mean, well, you have five kids. I don't know if we've said that yet, but you have five children. And they're the most amazing parents. I love watching them parent. I'm like, Tyler, take notes. And then they're also very involved their whole life. I mean, Tyler said it so well, like when – when you spend time with you, you feel like you've spent time with Christ just because the the way you guys do your life, your whole life is ministry. And I remember something you guys said to us early on was, Hey, early in your marriage, make your marriage, your ministry of take a season to seriously invest in your marriage really intentionally. Because if you can build that strong foundation, like that's the that is what is then built upon for the rest of your life. So, exactly. talk a little bit about that because I that has stuck with us yeah. for so long. So,
3: you must have said that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I, I come from a, uh, I come from a background uh, in construction. I used to design houses, and mm-hmm. uh, the first page in a, in a blueprint is always the foundation. Mm-hmm. And your your relationship is only as strong as your foundation. So, what we would do early on is. Um, it's really like try to be discerning with mm-hmm. each other and really try to, you know, be as sensitive to her as I could be uh, as as her husband. Uh, one scripture in particular that that just has always held me accountable is first Peter chapter three, verse seven. And it says that I must walk with my wife in an understanding way. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. I don't, my prayers would be hindered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's something that has always kept me. Uh, accountable because i need my prayers answered and not him <laughs> you know and I, don't, I, don't, I don't i don't i don't need my prayers uh delayed yeah you know i may, yeah. i may need prayer for my marriage mm. but i feel like what god is saying you know i value marriage so much mm. that go fix it with your wife first mm-hmm. and then come to me mm. Mm. that uh, and i believe yeah. god is a you know like like we have five children we have two girls I love my boys, but I love being a girl dad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, God is a girl dad, Mm -hmm. and one thing about one thing about uh, our our wives, one thing I learned is that God really does have a special place in His heart towards them, and I have to make sure I treat her in such a great way. Uh, But but going back to the gasoline behind that thought process is the fact that Jesus literally is the Lord of our marriage. Mm -hmm. I'm not the owner of my marriage. I'm not the owner of my wife. I'm not the owner of my children. I'm just the lead steward that God has mm-hmm. placed me over that. Mm-hmm. So what God does, He holds me accountable to those things and I have to answer to him.
2: Yeah. yeah. And that
4: and that holds me accountable. And that and I have to keep my heart soft towards those things. Mm-hmm. And uh that's that's a key, key, key component to that foundational peace. Amen amen
1: yeah Woo. amen that's good yes that's good I'm I'm curious this wasn't a going off script classic Um, (laughs) you know what what around you in your life led you to be able to, to have that vision for for your marriage I mean you know you probably didn't just show up and say, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna really yeah. set a foundation of Christ in our marriage, we're gonna build our friendship. Like what was it around you that influenced you to say, Hey, I know you did premarital counseling, yeah. but you know, what what was it that even said, Hey, we wanna do premarital counseling, we wanna yeah. plan for that? Like what what were the things in your life that um, really ushered you into that?
4: Well, I know for me personally, my mom and dad, uh, before my dad passed away, they were married thirty five years. Mm. Good marriage. You know but it wasn't a christ-centered marriage mm-hmm. and it let me know that that's not the type of marriage that i i wanted you know i wanted a relationship that 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 really looked like the ephesians chapter 5 model mm-hmm. and uh that's one thing that i really pursued once i gave my life to christ I, you know my relationship with christ before i got married was a lot like god and adam it was just mm-hmm. me and god it was just me and god and i would study the word of god and i said before i get married i want that in my marriage mm-hmm. You know, and I looked at other marriages. I used to look at people in my in my in my family, friends, and I say, you know what? I want the aspect of it, mm-hmm. but that aspect of it, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And I think Kim, you know, you kind of speak to even your yours. Yeah, relationship with that.
3: the same thing. I I came from a family where my parents divorced when I was eight, and so I never saw healthy relationships or healthy marriage marriages. But one of the things that I did say when I moved to Charlotte was that, God, surround me with people that's going to help me grow closer to you. Yeah. And that's a very, you know, strategic prayer because it could go one or two ways. Mm. People could come in your life that are good and, and actually pour into okay. you. And then you have those that can be bad, but you learn from those experience. Yeah. And I had a little bit of both. Yeah. But I do remember when, when I was, yeah, I... I was too coming sort of out of a relationship um, as well. I remember praying, God, again, send me the man that you have for me. Mm-hmm. One that we can grow together. One where we, I said, even in the same church, I wanted someone that we can grow together spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I also prayed that God let the man be able to wash me in the word and also to, love you first and me second. Mm. Because oftentimes we can get to that place of, I've been in relationships where the, you know, the guy that I was talking to or with at the time just was just like, no, I'm, I'm about this or my career or this or that. And I remember just really just pouring out to God. And then I said this, I said, God, if it's not your will, I'm good because I'm yours.
2: yeah
3: And when I finally got to that place of like, like, not selling, but just getting to that place of like, you know, what whatever God wants, that's what I'm going to receive. Yeah. That's when D came into my life, and so again, like D said, just being able to surround ourselves with the right people, you know. Couples that were 50 years and married, but still had that glow, you know, still wanting to be married. I had never seen that before. Mm -hmm. Um, Having the couples with kids, you know, at the time we didn't have children, but we surrounded ourselves, seeing how they interacted with each other. Um, It's a couple that's a good friend of ours. They literally, after the prayers, they kiss each other's hand. I was like, D, that's going to be us. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we're going to do that when we have children, you know. Yeah. And um, and I just thought it was so beautiful mm-hmm. because yeah. I have seen such a negative picture of marriage. But seeing these couples, like, really, mm-hmm. really love each other yeah. and love God was such a impactful place for us because... We learned a lot from them, which really set the tone for our marriage. That we mm-hmm. took the things that we saw, we took the things that we didn't want, yeah, yeah. and we really created the marriage that God has for us mm-hmm. because it's for us, mm-hmm. you know. And that's really like D said, our foundation is yeah. is yeah. Jesus, and we've and from day one, D knew where I was with Jesus, and I knew where he was, and that just merged, mm-hmm. and that's really where our foundation that's really nice. mm-hmm. so.
1: It reminds me. Um, it reminds me of the. I hope I get this right. The the verse in the H- Habakkuk where it says, "Write the vision, make it plain, because yes. without it, the people will perish." Mm-hmm. And it gives me hope hearing you guys talk about this. Us being friends with you because you did the same thing. You s- what you yeah. s- what you see is really has so much power on what you're going to become, mm-hmm. and paying attention to what you do want. I think yes. that there's so much power in that. You know. That was, yeah. No matter where you are on your spiritual journey, to get on the same page with your spouse or your soon-to-be spouse about where you want to go. And, mm-hmm. and if you can't see it, get around people that yeah. are ahead of you and decide, what do you want? And yeah. when you do that, the odds are you move closer to that. Amen. Absolutely. We do that all the time. <laughs> There's so much of their story that we want. To be yeah. true of our and I love that you guys talked about your friendship. That's like one of our favorite things about it. Oh, yeah. it's like yeah. you were intentional about building that friendship. Yeah. It feels like you guys are best friends Those today. Like yeah. Um, which is so <laughs> sweet. Yeah,
0: so good. So cool. And I think when I think about you guys, I think about that first dinner that we mm. had with y'all, and it took me all of three minutes to recognize that this marriage was what it was because it was so centered upon Christ and and that's where I literally after three minutes was like (laughs) okay we need to turn on the recorder because I need to like I need everything I need to know everything like every little piece of how you guys interact with one another how you look at each other how you speak to each other how you talk about marriage just it's unlike really anybody I've ever heard before and and I, I just think it's so cool so I know this is a big question but how how do you guys kind of build your marriage? How did you build your marriage centered upon Christ? And what does that, what does that look like, I guess,
3: all throughout your marriage, but even in your day-to-day now? Day-to-day now? now yeah. Um, we really have to be intentional, especially now that we have a big family. One of the things that is a challenge for DNI sometimes is that He's an early riser and I'm a night owl. So I like to be up. He likes to sleep at night and then vice versa. So one of the things that for us, we really have to be intentional with making that time for each other. And I say intentional is because you have to make sure that we, we make this time and nothing can interrupt that. Yeah. And really like studying the word together, praying for each other, yeah. um, encouraging each other. Really, again, one of the things that even for D being in the industry that he's in, um, at one point I was like, well, how do I fit in that? Because I don't cut hair, you know, because mm-hmm. he fired me, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this. He fired <laughs> me because I, I messed his line up one time. But... <laughs> but but one of the things that I, I really glean from is Proverbs 31 woman mm-hmm. is that, you know, she made her husband known in the courts and that's what I try to do. I really try to be that woman. I'm now. I'm. I'm trying to be a lot like her because she's amazing, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, just really like being there for him, really being in tune to him, you know, and being in tune to God. When you ask God something, He'll tell you. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if even if D doesn't say it. You can, you know, like something's up or something's wrong or, um, but again, just being intentional with each other, staying in the word of God, staying prayed up with each other is really the key for us and being able to really communicate, not just talk, but actually like hear and listen, Mm -hmm. you know, because even you can hear things now, you know, by not being verbal, it's like, if D had a bad day, I could feel it, Mm -hmm. you know? and he doesn't have to say anything but i know but at that point i'll start praying like you know god cover him right now may the peace of you overtake him overshadow Mm -hmm. him and vice versa D does the same thing he knows like if i had a challenging day with the kids you know sometimes he'll just come in and just like literally just touch my back and just be like are you okay Mm -hmm. you know i can feel you and d actually gave me a poem which is literally on our nightstand. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's called, I carry you in my heart. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus did for us. He carries, he carried us in his heart. Every time I think about how he took those lashes and he buried the, you know, uh, was nailed on the cross and all those things that he did, he carried us. And that's in turn what we do for each other. We carry each other in our hearts, and that's being Christ-like. Really, right. just staying focused on what's really important—that's God, and then your spouse. Yeah.
4: So, and I would also say um, just humility. You know, yeah. realizing mm-hmm. that you know, yes, I'm, 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 I've been placed in a position in my marriage as the spiritual head of my house, but Jesus was the the leader of all leaders but he was the servant leader yeah. first yeah cool. so one thing i try to do in my home is i try to outserve everybody mm, true. I, I really do i try to outserve everybody um and, and not to not to pat myself on the back or anything like that when i say that but but honestly like that that keeps me being more like christ yeah at the end of the day i'm not trying to be like anybody else that's a husband but i'm trying to be like the husband of all husbands mm. and that's christ himself mm. and uh when when he says, uh, Apostle Paul says in Ephesians five, I believe it's verse twenty five, he says that Jesus was willing to lay his life down for her.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: So for me personally, that that keeps me in a posture of servitude in my home. And then having having children, you know, they're they're little recorders, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're little accountability partners. Yeah, so it's good. like, you know, I have a daughter, and right now she's deciding what type of husband will I have Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. based upon how I see my dad? Hmm. And then my boys are saying, well, what type of husband will I be based upon how I see my father? So with that perspective, it keeps my focus on Christ to say, well, I want to be like him Hmm. in everything that I do. One thing uh, Kim did last night, which I thought was amazing. (laughs) I came home home after a long day at work and I (laughs) would sit on the couch and I asked Kim to do this and I asked him to do that. I think I asked her to do Several things.
3: You, may, you asked. The main thing was you asked me to make you some popcorn. To make you <laughs> some
4: popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Kim's response wasn't, uh, "Sure, honey, yeah." Uh, no, it was not. You know, it was, it was a, little, a little attitude behind it.
3: It wasn't attitude. <laughs> it was more like. It was. No, it was more like. But I just fixed you a bowl of chili, like. You, aren't you full? Now you need popcorn. <laughs> you need popcorn. So it's kind of like, you know, like you're still hungry. You right? know? Right.
4: <laughs> but one thing I'll give her credit for, um, this morning I'm sitting yeah. in the closet in our, in our walk-in closet, uh, getting ready to go to work and she just kind of comes around the corner and she says, Hey, sweetheart, I need to apologize for something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. What does that communicate? That communicates to me that she's so focused on God and she's connected mm. that God pressed that upon her heart. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? And that's one thing that we practice a lot is, is repentance towards each other. Yeah. Mm. Uh be willing to 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 forgive and 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 even check in, honey, you know, did I say anything? Did I say it the wrong way? And uh Kim is a very soft hearted person. You know, if I raise my voice at her. <laughs> like she'll, you know, she'll, yeah. she'll tear up really, really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with me having a, you know, more of a deeper voice, I'm learning that it's not what I say, but it's how I mm-hmm. deliver the message. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's another uh, mm-hmm. example of, of allowing Christ to be the center because that's how God restores us. Mm-hmm. He restores us in a gentle way. Yeah. And uh, she did that seamlessly this morning. So, I thought that was awesome.
1: I
3: appreciate
1: awesome. it. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love to use the word humility. I mean <clears throat> you're not all talk because I see that in the both of you. And yeah. it is um you know, I think the, the church sometimes there's there can be like this power struggle of, mm. you know, who gets to call the shots, right? Who's the leader of the home mm-hmm. and you know that means they make all this they do all the things, they're held up on the pedestal, they have all the influence. Right. Yeah. Not true for you guys, you know, mm-hmm. and you can look at y'all's marriage and your family and think okay well D's this business owner he he goes out he does this thing he has all the influence that is not how you guys see your marriage it's you would be nothing D without Kim (laughs) and you're the first person to admit that and you know when we sit down you know when Mac and I sit down at dinner with the two of you it is not the D show it you know It is like D sitting back and saying, look how amazing my wife is and listening to what she has to say. And it's the two of you, you know, holding one another up on this pedestal, you know, you being the person that's laying yourself down, the both of you, it's like that equal parties. And I think you just need that. You know, if you're going to run a family of five and, you know, have a marriage and follow Jesus and serve, it's like. You better be there for one another. You know, if you try to do it on your own, <laughs> you know it's gonna gonna come crumbling. But one thing I I want to hear from you guys. So, fifteen years, five kids, keeping you know obviously keeping God at the center is not easy. No, what man. are what are some of the the enemies of of that? You know, what are what are the attacks, um, the, you know, kind of the, some of the common attacks that you guys have seen on, you know, you guys staying committed and true to your faith and following God in your marriage and your family? Yeah, I'm, you honestly,
4: wanna, yeah.
3: You want to say it together? You think we can?
1: You want to try it?
4: Okay. All right, I'm counting three. three. okay, you ready? One, One two, three. two, three. Business. Business. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Business
4: is the enemy. Yeah, but, but, but I would say, honestly, some of those things you just described, you know. Mm-hmm. Five children now. Uh, five children are not the enemy.
2: Yeah, five little Free devils. make I clear. <laughs> but uh, just the
4: demands of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, running a business is very demanding. Yes, but just the demands of it. You know, God is a. Uh, he, he's a gentleman. Like he's not going to force himself on us. He's not mm. going to say, you know, hey, you know, my demands are more than those demands.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know. He he'll he'll allow us to to live, and he'll add things to our life. Yes. And I feel like when God does those things, He's taking a risk. Mm-hmm. Anytime God adds something to our life, He's taking a risk because mm-hmm. He knows that these are demands that's on your life now, and there's a good shot that our relationship mm-hmm. will suffer in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. So I would say one of the things that uh, is a is an enemy is the demands and the busyness of life. Period. Because it's so easy to. You know, to get lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been days where we've went all day. You know, we have a son that's autistic. He has therapy sessions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kim's doing things with the kids. (laughs) Having lunch. I'm running a business. And it'll be day. We'll go all day sometime and say, Wow, we haven't really called our time for Mm gun. You know, but... uh, Or even
3: each other. You know, because sometimes we can be so busy... Like, when D gets home, he's exhausted. And then, like you said, dealing with the kids and their schedules and stuff, I'm exhausted. Sometimes we have literally just fallen in the bed and we're asleep. Like, wow. we just, mm-hmm. like, and when we wake up, oh, we still got clothes on. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's very um, challenging. But again, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. D said, just... Again, going back to being—I can't say that word enough It's being intentional. Yeah. You know, um,
4: and I'll say just be spirit led because yeah. uh, you can't be so regimented where you say, "All right, you know, at six o'clock I'll make sure I do a Bible study here, and, and at twelve noon I'll make sure I listen right. to this." And
2: mm-hmm.
4: well, you have to sometimes find pockets throughout the day to escape. Yeah. That's one mm-hmm. thing I, I love about Christ is that He knew right when He kind of felt like He was kind of getting off base a mm-hmm. little bit, yeah. and He would just escape. He'll go into the wilderness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to give you an example, one of the things that I do often is when I need a moment, you know, I'll I'll take a walk mm-hmm. or sometime I'll take the long route home, you know, to collect my thoughts. Uh, I'll do things like that.
3: Yeah. And for me, I, I'll go sit in the van for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like Just yeah. have my moment. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, if you was to put a recorder in our house, are we perfect? No. Do we you know do everything right no you know but i think that's the cool part that's our life you know we learn from it um but understanding of that time you know taking that time especially if you've gotten to that point where it's just like so overwhelming Mm -hmm. okay enough is enough like we need to just Mm -hmm. take a take a pause Mm -hmm. and um and honestly that's even good for our kids to even see that too that you don't have to be busy all the time. You know, it's okay to say pause Mm. and let's take a moment. And so that's really, that's really has been the main enemy for us. Um, we thought we were busy in the beginning of our marriage, you know, with ministry and work, you know, and oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, we started adding kids and it was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) And then it was like, oh, when they get older and more independent, it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. just like, like he, like D said, the demands are, are added, but at the same time, he graces you. Mm. And again, being connected with each other and understanding, okay, I know when D's taking the long route home. And D knows when I'm not getting out the van. Mm. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll send yeah. everybody else in, and I'm just going to stay in the van for a yeah. moment. You know, it's, it's really the key mm. And understanding each other, but also to like getting back with God too, because so, like you said, sometimes you can be so busy. Like, did I read today? Did I study? Mm-hmm. Did I even pray with my kid before they get out, this, out the school bus? You know, like you know, just getting back on focus mm-hmm. is, is the key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Okay, Dean Kim, one of my one of my favorite things
0: that I feel like it's just watching you guys, seeing how you guys interact. You guys speak to each other so kindly and you encourage each other in such a beautiful way. And I it's just something I've noticed from the start with meeting both of you and again I know that comes from the foundation of Christ, but where does that come from? Like why why does that matter so much in marriage? Because let's be real a lot of husbands and wives do not speak to each other right. in mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. And so tell me about why that's mattered for y'all and, and what
3: that looks like for you. <laughs> I told my kids the other day, I was like, mommy is really nice. <laughs> like, I am a kind person. They used to call me kind Kim. <laughs> but no, for me, I'm, I think that's just my, just in me, genuinely. Mm-hmm. I'm just really, you know, and I'm not trying to, you know, pat myself on the back. I really am a kind person. Like, that's just in me. I love to see people smile. I love to encourage people. I love to help people. Um, but one of the things that I did know with D, he told me right off the bat that he and his um, relationship before we got together is that he did not like attitude. Mm. Now, do I have attitude? Yeah, I have. Like, Like, <laughs> I admit I did have attitude last night. <laughs> but it was, but it wasn't the way that you know. But <laughs> but at the same time, it's one of them things that I know my husband. He's not going to receive me in a way where I'm coming off at him in the wrong tone yeah. or in an attitude. Even with like last night, literally, I said. You're still hungry? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but what if I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, that's a difference. You know, Um, it was still attitude, but it wasn't in a way that D was D, which really took it as, okay, she's tired. Mm -hmm. Like she's been pulled on so much because literally when I brought the popcorn, D was like, babe, it's okay. You can go, go. I got the baby. You go to bed. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. You know? but even with that i know d will not receive if i come off in a mm. negative tone or i'm fussing or i'm nagging you know like the scripture says that the man what is it the man rather sit on top I'm of the house versus being in the house with a nagging woman i really hold on to that scripture it's like one of those things is that if he's not going to receive it then it's really no point you know yeah. i have to come in a way that he receives so that we can move forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so and that's just the thing. I know his love language. That's something that he he is what words of I'm, look, words I'm of affirmation. Yes, words of affirmation. It's like I know that's what keeps him. Mm-hmm. So for me, because I know he needs that, I really try to stay with that. Mm-hmm. And he's just a great guy. I mean, seriously. <laughs> he is my best friend. I love him so much. And really and truly, I don't want to hurt him, you know, and that comes with my words. I don't want to say anything to disregard him or make him feel less than. Um, I think it was one time where we were talking and I said, yeah, that dude, like this dude. And he actually came. He said, babe, I don't like it when you say that. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry. But it kind of like put it back into perspective. Like, no, this is not a dude. This is your husband. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so just, again, understanding where D is. D is a very observant person. So anything that I try to do, I really try to make it where he feels loved, feels honored, and um, make sure he knows that my words are true and kind. So, yeah. Yeah.
4: And I would say also, um, during our recording phase of our relationship there were some things we said you know these are our core values in our marriage mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we will not bring this into our marriage hmm. and one of the things that we made very clear was we're we're not going to argue with each other no we may have disagreements but i'm not going to yell at you you know mm-hmm. i want to love you i don't want to fight you um the the, the analogy that i want to use is it's almost as if you received a package Right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever received a package from Amazon and the box is just damaged?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You're kind of like you know I don't even care what's in the box now. Mm-hmm. You know, send it back to Amazon. I don't want. it. So it's almost like that. If I present a bad package to her, mm-hmm. I want her to like the package. I want her to like the wrapping and the presentation, mm-hmm. but I also want her her to enjoy what's inside the package. Mm-hmm.
3: That's good, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. So
4: that's something that I try to um, and that's something I had I had to work on. I had to work mm-hmm. on that. That's that, yeah. that's not something that. You know came natural uh my dad uh i've seen uncles i've seen cousins mm-hmm. the opposite of that mm-hmm. and i said you know i don't i don't i don't want to carry that into my marriage
2: yeah
4: you know so but kim is just a lovable person i mean she's mm-hmm. she's easy to love
2: mm-hmm.
4: you know if if i make her cry like that would break my heart mm-hmm. if i hurt her mm-hmm. that would really break my heart you know so that's really that's really behind. Uh, the way I speak to to my wife that, mm. that way, you know, I really just want to not yeah. not not hurt her feelings that way. Yeah, mm.
0: I think that's so good. Even that you said that, like, you had to work on that because I'm sure there are people listening right now, and they're like, "Oh, that's not our marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love to poke at oh, each yeah. other, or you know, just like different yeah. things." And I can think about th- things I've said to Tyler in the last week that I'm not proud of, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I think that what I love about that is both of you saying like. Hey, there's intentionality here. Of maybe this doesn't come natural to me, but when you say, Hey, we want this, when you have that vision for that in your marriage, and then you allow God to transform you, that oh, yeah. is who you can become. And that Absolutely. is the power of what God can do in our lives when we say, Hey, this matters in our marriage, and we yeah. refuse to like bring this in. And it also comes through, like you said, humility of going, hey, qu- being quick to apologize and saying, hey, the way I just spoke to you isn't the way that I want to speak to you. And yeah. I need to like ask for forgiveness in that way. And so I think so many of the things you said, it's not like you guys just woke up and were immediately so no. kind to each other. No. Like that's come with years of yeah. intentionality and god shaping you and i just think for us younger couples like that it gives me
3: a lot of hope of mm-hmm. like hey oh, yeah you know it's, it's one of those things that didn't happen overnight yep you know and i in fact in the first six months of our marriage we experienced what um a job loss you know we experienced um 2008 with the whole housing industry mm-hmm. you know um i was d had got laid off i was looking about to get laid off but thankfully that didn't happen Um, So it was a lot of different unknowns there, you know, here we are freshly married, you know, and just really like, again, navigating through, okay, oh, wow, you know, you do this this way, or you do this that way. And, you know, I remember, like, D is not a person that is enthusiastic about when you give him a surprise. Mm-hmm. You know, I realized, oh, he really doesn't like surprises. You know, <laughs> like, it's just different things that we had to learn. Yeah. You know, it's not something that, because you have to understand, for us, we were 25. That was 25 years of learning one way. Yeah. Yeah. And literally bringing his 25 years, my 25 years together. Yeah. You know, we've never, you know, did that before. This was our first time being married. So, yeah, I'll definitely encourage. Like, the great thing about your spouse is that. Yes, it's fun learning each other's, but yeah. it's also hard too, yeah, yeah. you know, and, but the key is to keep going, yeah. you know, is to keep going. You guys told us one time, like, our marriage is like a newborn
0: baby. Yes. And I, I, that stuck yes. with us too, yeah. of like, our marriage yes. is a newborn baby. Yeah. It needs full support right now, like, you,
1: bet. yes.
3: Everything,
0: yes. blown
1: out diapers, changed the whole night.
0: Just stand up yeah. late at night, you yeah. know the, yeah. the
3: the the tantrums the whole night. Cause what y'all are what nineteen months, eighteen months? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. She wow. always has better than us. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason why I know that because our baby was literally that's right. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Our baby was literally born like twelve days before y'all got no twelve days after y'all um, got married. So it's yeah. like. You know, it is. You know, you really go through those phases, you know. Right now we're teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, crazy. it's it's really interesting to see even now the way that we're learning each other in this new phase of life too. Oh. That's so
2: sweet, Rosie. <laughs>
3: Rosie is giving deep love <laughs>
0: right now. I'm that. jealous, Rosie. You can... get <laughs> Oh god. <gosh>. Kisses. <laughs> Do you just push her off. She will, she will take all the attention she can get.
4: That's cute. That was so sweet. But no, um, I, I'm going to give you another analogy. It's almost like unpacking a suitcase. Mm. Um, when you come into a marriage, you come with this big suitcase mm. of luggage that you gain over time. Mm. And I don't think it's fair to unpack it by yourself. Mm. You have to come That's together it. and say, you know what, will you help me unpack that? Mm. and that comes with humility and it also comes with effective communication mm. where you're saying you know this is something I'm working on mm-hmm. you know this is a week I'm going to be very vulnerable with you right now mm. I need help in this area mm. and you just over time just unpack that suitcase over time oh yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah. oh
3: yeah I think one of the things that we had to unpack was like even dealing with our in-laws mm-hmm. really understanding about the leave and cleave you know peace um, like I said marriage is is Not for, I don't want to say it like this, but it's not for the weak. (laughs) You got to really be strong in this, you know. And that's why your foundation in God is so key. Mm. And so, you know, even with D&I, I'll never forget. This was like our first, like, discussion. (laughs) And um, I remember, you know, my mom had called and i wanted to talk to my mom you know but again just you know and d kept like nudging me like it's my time it's my time mm-hmm. and i think i told you i said hey babe just give me like two more minutes and that crushed d mm-hmm. like that i mean d went like just mm-hmm. shut mm-hmm. down completely and that was really hard for me because i was like oh my gosh like what have i done you yeah. know and it it was one of those learning moments you know like okay kim you really have to understand now, like, this is your husband. He mm-hmm. comes first, yeah. you know. And like I said, this was, like, things that we were learning in days and weeks and, like, months, you know, mm-hmm. about each other. Yeah. And um, and so, yeah, so it's just different things that you have to really process through. Mm-hmm. But you know the key is again just sticking with it and knowing that this person is there for the better and for the worse yeah you know and worse doesn't mean you leave yeah no you you unpack it together
1: yeah Uh, i i would love we'll give you guys a a chance to like share final thoughts but as kind of a final question we're we're getting we're getting up in time but as a final question i'd love to hear from your perspective the hope of it all right like Mm -hmm. what's you know why it's all worth it you know the five kids you know doing you know running an intentional business you know being in ministry together paying for daycare I don't know if you paid for daycare but you know getting <laughs> daycare have. for your five <laughs> children to come spend time with you know a young couple but like seeing that as your date night why do it all you know what is the what's the hope what's the the joy in it all you know why do you keep doing it
3: I think um, for me, when I heard, I think this was Coretta Scott King, she realized that she didn't marry a man. She married a ministry. Mm. Mm. And for me, that really stuck. And so for me, I see D in such more than even now where he is, that he is really a ministry. Mm. And that's a ministry that I really want. To be at the time I wanted to be a part of, and I'm so thankful that he chose me to be a part of that. Gotcha. You know, and I think now when you add the children, I often say we're building an army mm-hmm. because in the world that we're living in, with everything that's at you, with the culture and all of this, you really have to build an army that really represents and stands for the kingdom of God yeah. because eventually, just like it says in the passage, is that you know our quiver is full we have a lot of children but when we're ready to send them out we want them to be ready you mm-hmm. know and so we look at it not just being married to just be married but to be married because it's really ministry mm-hmm. and we want i know from us in the very beginning especially from our backgrounds from seeing different marriages We wanted our, we wanted people to hope in marriage Mm. because marriage Mm. is beautiful. It's the very first thing that God used and created in the earth, you know, is a man and a woman getting married Mm. and it's beautiful. And I love it when Jimmy Evans says it is that when you do it God's way, you are gonna 100% succeed. Mm. Is it gonna be perfect? No. No. You know, are you gonna have challenges? Yes. But when you see the person beyond what they have done or, you know, and like I said, your breath stink, my breath stink, everybody, you know, it's just... That's the second time it's, that's come up. Yes, like, it's just, <laughs> yes. But when you look like past those things and past the faults and past mm-hmm. the challenges and really still see the person, that's truly how God sees us. Wow. He sees the finished work, mm-hmm. you know, and that I see indeed. I see... The work that God has called him, and I'm so thankful to be a part of that. Yeah. And that's that's my standpoint for that. I see him as the ministry.
4: Wow. Mm. Yeah, she's gonna make me cry. With <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my why is um just understanding that this is the will of God. Mm-hmm. Like God, He loves marriage. He loves family. Mm-hmm. And like like Kim alluded to, He could have started His plan with the church. You know, he could have said, "Well, let's start with a building. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's do that." Now he said, "We're going. I'm going to. I'm going to the first institution. I'm going to establish is is family, and mm-hmm. marriage. So it's very humbling to be a part of that plan. Mm-hmm. And it's so important today's time. I do feel like marriage is really, it's it's under attack to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, uh, there's there's things in marriage that's trying to be redefined and repositioned." Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important for couples to have the understanding of what God's plan is mm-hmm. and really stick to it and play their position and play their role in the midst of it. And um it's just a beautiful thing to be a part of of what God is doing mm-hmm. and what he's always wanna do through marriage and through family. So that's that's our why. That's why. That's, That's awesome. What I, <laughs> guys,
0: I just feel like, oh my goodness, I could sit here we can all get night. For three more
4: hours. <laughs> and guys,
0: we are—we probably are. I'm, we're going to turn this microphone off and eat dinner, and I'm excited. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's just so fun to have you guys here because, like I said, you have Thank impacted you. our marriage so much, and I mean, so many conversations that we've yeah. had just moments where we we think back to things you've said to us things you've encouraged us in the way that you guys do marriage and it's just already made such an impact on our life and we haven't even known you that long (laughs) i mean we've known you a couple years and uh it's it's been just incredible so i guess one last final question is just there's young married couples listening to this and any just kind of final piece of advice encouragement from d and kim for them what you got,
4: boo? <laughs> I, I will say this: um, communication is a is a is a is a hot topic, and most people say communication, right? But the things I think when you communicate, most people when you communicate, you're not connecting with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that God gave marriages, which is a gift, is is intimacy with one another. And I think when you make love with each other, I think that that's the perfect time to communicate and connect. Mm-hmm. You know that's not the time to take a nap and go to sleep. <laughs> but I know for us, um, we've had some of the most intimate conversations uh, at that moment. Mm. And uh, one thing we definitely do in our home, our bedroom is 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 a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. You know, our kids mm-hmm. they must come in the room and knock before they come in. Yes, because that's that's the most sacred place in our house. Mm-hmm. You know, if we have a a relative, uh, they cannot come in our bedroom mm-hmm. unless they get our permission. <laughs> because that's the place where we, we, we birth our children, we make our children, but that's mm-hmm. the most intimate place where mm-hmm. we pray, we study, you know, we, we have our most in depth conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say, um, just make sure that you're connecting with one another and being open and honest with each other at all times and make sure you're connecting with each other mm-hmm. and always keep Christ at the center. I know yeah. that sounds uh, very clicheic. Yeah, I don't even know if the cliche is a word. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's a word but, right. um, You did that. <laughs> but, but literally, that's what it is. And I would really say this to the men, to the guys man, allow Christ to conform you to become more like him.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: You know, come low and don't sit on your throne high. Mm-hmm. Become the servant leader and outserve everybody in your home and be willing to lay your life down for your spouse if you have to.
3: And I would just encourage the women too that submission doesn't mean you're powerless. Mm -hmm. That's really where your power is. Mm -hmm. Because when you're submissive to the man that God has placed in your own as your husband, you're really activating heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Miles Monroe said that it's really, when you're you're in order, that's where blessings flow for Mm -hmm. your family. So just be encouraged to... You're not going to agree on everything. But at the same time, hear what your husband's saying, mm. you know. And even if you don't agree and you pray, that's the great thing about what D mm. said about the scripture. Because if he's not walking with you in understanding, then his prayers are hindered. Mm. That's how powerful we are as women of God, as wives, wow. that we really hold a high position. Mm. And that's why it's so key to know who you are. In Christ. No.
2: No. (laughs) I can't wait to
1: go back and listen to I know. I'm so glad this is recorded. No one else. It's for me. Oh, man. Um. Well, we're just, we can't say it enough. I mean, they're probably getting sick of us saying it. No, we love it. We love it. Um. You know, I hope that. Uh, people are just encouraged. I, one thing Josh said a few weeks back, um, Ken's husband, she, he said um, that he wants people to that are looking into marriage to be excited for yes. it. You know, people tell mm-hmm. you to like, "Hey, buckle up, get ready," like you know, your life is over, but it's no. not true. I mean, it's, just beginning, it's and, just beginning. You know, we we love looking at your lives and seeing. And getting excited for our future. Oh, I yeah. hope that's what people hear. They they listen yeah. to this and get excited for their future. Five kids. It's not going to ruin your life. It's going to be no, hard. it's not. But it's it's add fun. It's really five fun. times the value. Yes. And, um, we're grateful that you guys took the time, and I and, know uh, everyone listening is grateful as well. So so Thank, you guys. Thank you. so much. Thank you. We appreciate. I think that's a, that's
3: a wrap. That's <laughs> a wrap. Love <laughs> it. Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs>